Welcome to Small Business Insights, where back office conversations give us insight to what's really going on. Is it grit or luck that gives a small business owner an advantage? Let's find out. I'm your host, Laura Fisher. Well, welcome today. I've got a special guest. This is Kim Mershak from KDS Services. And I've known Kim, how long do you think we've known each other? How long you been in business here? Uh, since 2011. Probably 2011. <laughs> so you are one of our tenants here at the Imperial Storage Solutions, but you started long ago and you run your business out of... My house. Your house. I just live around the corner from here, not less than a mile. So tell us what you do. I own a pressure washing company, uh, commercial, residential, uh, just relatively you know, small stuff. I don't do big buildings or anything like that. Yeah. And um, so you live here. Did you grow up here in Houston? No. Where are you from? I, well, yeah, I've been all over the place, but I got out of the Navy, uh, gosh, gazillion years ago. I needed a job, went into the restaurant business, was with Red Lobster. Red Lobster moved me out here. We came to a parting of the ways after we get out here. My wife and I, we've been married 43 years and we uh, moved nine times in five years. The first five years we got married. Oh, my goodness. And you're still married. And we're still married. She hasn't killed me yet. And do y'all have children? Uh, my one son, that David. He works with us. Okay. He works with me. And he's uh, 41 years old now. He oh, was, wow. I think, three when we came out here. And um, But I, 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 I said, and I told her then, I said, when we get out, if we get out of here to Houston, that's it. I'm not moving again. I said, if I can't make it in the fourth largest city in the country, then I can't make it. So what were you going to do when you got here? You were going to do Red Lobster. I was, I was a manager for Red Lobster. Okay. And then that didn't work out. No. And then what happened? I bounced around from one restaurant to another restaurant to another restaurant. And they're all the same. It doesn't matter whether it's fast food, full service restaurant, bar, whatever. But the restaurant business is not for me. Well, and you had a family. And I had a family. You don't get home until two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And then you got to get up and you're working six, seven days a week. And Nope. It yeah. wasn't for me. And, um, you know, so, uh, I, I got out of the restaurant business and I went into chemical sales. Okay. Uh, as you can tell, I'm, I'm not shy about, I've got a gift for gab. You do. And so, uh, basically I went to work for a, a large fortune 500 chemical company, went, um, worked my way up a ladder a little bit. Uh, I was a divisional manager, uh, I was responsible all the way from Lake Charles to San Antonio down the valley. So I was always on the road running around industrial type stuff. And those were overnight trips, I guess, too. Sometimes. Yeah. So, but that's not where you are now. How did you get in? Why did you quit? That sounds like a good job making good money. It was. What happened? It, why did, what, what was going on? Well, there were several things going on in my life at the time and it all kind of gelled together. Um, I, I had to learn that I'm not a good corporate guy. I used to wear the three-piece suit and tie. I am just not a good corporate guy. I sat in a meeting one time in a room not too similar, uh, too different from this one here. And some young buck was coming down out of uh, Cincinnati in his private jet, you know, in their private corporate jet. And uh, we're selling chemicals for this company left and right, train car loads. And one of my guys was working. He spent 30 years building his reputation out in uh, 
out in uh, Deer Park and all up and down the, um, uh, the chemical petrochemical area. And I mean, this guy was making, he was making about $400,000 a year just in commissions. Wow. You know, good money. Now right. you got to remember now this is 30, right. 30 some odd That's, years ago. It's still good money today. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, he, uh, um, uh, this guy that came down from Cincinnati, that's where the corporate headquarters were. And we're going over numbers and stuff like that. And he goes, what is going on? Is this guy, how much money did he make? And I said, yeah, he makes about $400,000 a year. He's a lot more than me. You know, he's one of my guys, but he, he's the guy that he's working straight commission. And I sat there and this guy said, oh, he's making too much money. And I went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, wait a minute, this guy is selling your chemicals. Making you money. Making you money. Right. At your commission that you set and you're telling me he's making too much money and you just bought a brand new corporate jet. And that meeting ended up being, we, they cut commissions and raised prices. And I had that wonderful job of going and tell this guy, telling this guy that, you know, all the work he's been doing, we're cutting him back, cutting him back, cutting him right. back. Kind you're of doing deal. too, well, you do, keep it up, but we're going to pay you less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I knew then, I saw then that the handwriting was on the wall. Um, that was. So you just didn't like that culture? No. Well, you know, you're, you're a small business person now and I am myself right. and I like knowing the harder I work, the more I'm going to get paid. Correct. I mean, it's pretty simple. So during, during this whole time, um, cause like you said, you know, I, I live right around the corner from here. I, I, I've been in the same house for 35 years. Well, oh, <laughs> while I was still doing this job, I could see the handwriting on the wall, but you know, it still is a job. I still have a family to take care of. And, uh, uh, <laughs> I needed to paint my house okay. and this is old stuff. This, this goes back, you know, in your, in your intro, it says grit and luck, yeah. both. It, it takes both and tenacity, yeah. but I had, you know, what I'm doing now, I've been in this now for almost 30 years, uh, 27, 28 years. And this is, had no intention whatsoever of being a business, none. You know, uh, I, I was painting my house. So I did what almost, almost any homeowner does. I went to Home Depot. I bought myself a cheap little, you know, three, $400 pressure washer. And I pressure washed my house to paint my house. Right. Okay. That's what I did. And I painted my house. I pressure washed it, sat in my, a pressure washer sat in my garage. And so I got out there and I decided I was going to clean my driveway. Just like in most homeowners do. So right. I spent... And it's very satisfying. Yeah, I guess, I you know, it. It, it's <laughs> not today, but, you know, uh, I, I got out there and I cleaned my driveway and my sidewalks and make it look nice and pretty. And I figured that was it. That wasn't it. Okay. My neighbor across the street came across to me and goes, man, that looks really great. Can you do mine? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> what would you charge? I don't know. <laughs> Had no clue. Right. And, uh, uh, I think if I remember right, I said, look, you know, you know, flip me a hundred dollar bill and give me a six pack of beer or something like that. Right. That's what I did. And then, so I did, you know, it took me half a day to do it or whatever. Yeah. Another neighbor said, man, that looks really great. Can you do mine? And this is all a little cul-de-sac. Right. And I said, oh, sure. Fine. How much? I don't know. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened. And right. then that kind of died on the vine for a little while. 
And then one day, and I have no, I keep in mind, I've got a real job. Right. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm making good money. Right. And I've got a real job. And then one day, I guess, can I use names of a, sure. of a business? Cause anyway, so one day I was at the Walgreens drugstore at highway six in Bel Air. Okay. And, you know, while everybody else uh, puts their hand on their hips and they look up and they look at the sign and go, oh, wow, this is nice and cool. And I'm the guy that was looking down and I saw all the gum spots and the spills and the crap and the crud and all the other garbage that's on the sidewalks. And I have no idea at all what possessed me to do this. Uh, I was over there for personal stuff, walked in and I asked to talk to the manager and it just so happens the lady I was talking to was the manager. And I said, you know... I got a little pressure washer at home and I, as I was walking in, I noticed that you got a lot and of you're gun. still working full time and I'm so I'm working full time. Okay. But you saw a problem, but I, I saw a situation. Yeah. And I said, you know, are you interested in getting that cleaned up? And I had, I, I did not think this through. <laughs> <laughs> I, truly, I did not think this through. And she goes, yeah, yeah, actually I am. What would you charge? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I'm not going to get in the money end of it, but, uh, I, I just picked a number out of the air. Right. Uh, cause I had no thought of this going this far. So I, uh, I, I gave her a number and she goes, okay, I'll pay you in cash when you come, you know, whenever you want to do it. Okay. So you're like, Hey, I got Saturday and Sunday off. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and during the night. So I did this. Keep in mind, this is a little itty bitty cold you know, Home right. Depot pressure washer. It's not, I've got a quarter million dollars worth of stuff now. Right. Um, this is, that's not something you want to run a business with. Right. And uh, you better have some money involved if you're going to really do a business in this kind of business. So anyway, I did the job and frankly, it took me about six or seven hours to do the job. I made, you know, several hundreds of dollars. Right. And I'm going, oh, that's, that's not so bad. But I went in. She opened the register. She paid me in cash. I'm walking out the door and she goes, so you're going to be back and do it next month? (laughs) Uh, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So I did. Uh, And well, I I said, yeah, I'll do that. I got my car or got my truck, had my little, little mom and pop pressure washer going home. I got home and there was a message on my recorder from another manager at another Walgreens relatively nearby and said, Hey, Mr. Mershak, I'm so-and-so from the Walgreens over and blah, 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 blah. And I just understand that you just did my friend's uh, store over there. Can you do mine? Wow. And I went, Oh crap. What did I get myself into? You know? So I went over and met with her and set it up. The upshot of this whole deal was Within the next three or four years, I was doing 90 Walgreens drugstores. Oh, my goodness. No. And I'm sure you had better equipment. Well, I think started to grow. But what brought this to a head with my wife and the fact is that this was never meant to be a business. It never was. This was supposed to be the extra vacation, the new car, the boat, the the fun stuff. This was never meant to be a business. I had my job. Okay. I didn't particularly like it, but it was good money. And I told my wife, Sharon, and I said, something's got to give. So when did you know you had to go in a hundred percent? 
probably took me about two to three years. I bet you were doing all these at night. All too. at night. So you're you're working beat to death. Yeah. I'm not sleeping, and, and it's keep, physical work. It's too. physical work. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm 65 years old now. This was when I was 30 right. or 35. You know, uh, there's a big difference. I couldn't do it today. Yeah. Uh, this is a young man's game. And you may think it isn't, but it is. And uh, you know, this is uh, this is a young man's game. You you got to have some oomph to you, right? And uh, so that's where you know that's how I got into it. So, how many years ago was that? What year was that? Nineteen ninety four, five ish. All right. I've been doing this. I've I've been actually doing it as you know. I got my DBA and stuff like that back in ninety five, but I was doing this kind of off the cuff beforehand. So when you went in full bit full time, mm-hmm. what do you have to think of? I mean, you have to have water, you have to have equipment. Um, what are the things you have to consider when you make it a full time business? When I started it, I didn't. I didn't think about it. Okay. I just did it. Uh, Were you just using the water from your house? No. Uh, you, you can't, well, ta- you can't tank that much water. Okay. And then, then you've got to have storage. Guess what? Guess, guess where, where I am. Right. Uh, you've got to, you, you know, you can only carry so much water and water's heavy. You better have a big truck, right. which I do. I've got an F three fifty now, which now sucks up $5 per gallon gasoline. No kidding. Um, you know, it's, uh, um, when I was doing it, it was not, when I first started this whole thing out, like I said, it was never meant to be a business. And then I finally just had to make a decision. I either got to go full bore in this or I got to get out because I'm killing myself. Was it a good financial decision for your family? Absolutely. Why was that? I went from, <laughs> well, I, I went from making probably uh, $70,000 a year to a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. You're kidding. Mm-mm. Just power washing. Just power washing. But everybody, everybody, here's the thing. I've been in this business a long time. Everybody knows somebody that's been in the pressure washing. Everybody thinks they can get into it. Everybody thinks this is going to be an easy buck. It is not. Yeah, because I could use my Home Depot. You can use, (laughs) yes, fine. If you're going to go and do your own home. Right. Or maybe one or two jobs here and there. But, but if you're going to make a living at it, yeah. if you're going to make a living at it, you need insurance. You need maintenance. Maintenance is huge. I got a guy, I got a mechanic guy because your equipment is always breaking down. I've got a mechanic guy that absolutely loves me. Yeah, I bet. Because uh, <laughs> you he, give him a good living. He makes 50, 60 grand a year just off of me. Wow. You know, but I've got three rigs. We do 50 to 60 residential type jobs a month now. And keep in mind, this didn't all start out that way. It took 30 years to build this. I do probably 125 to 150 commercial jobs a month. There are state regulations. There are federal regulations. There are? Yes. (laughs) No clue. How do you find, you just bump into the problems, I guess. Or the police come in. And say what? You can't prowl wash here? That's right. Exactly right. There are there, there are rules against power washing. Yes, there, yes, there are. You there are there are and they're they're big ones. Uh, you've got to do something with your water reclaim. You got to reclaim water. And these those are big things nobody ever thinks about. No, I, well, how would I know? You know, and you wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, um, most people don't follow them. Right. You're just taking a chance. But uh, you you 
this is not something that you go into lightly. I just happen to have the tenacity to keep on going. No, I, and and I, you've got a you've got a you if you just think if you're hearing this podcast and you think oh wow that's great I can go out and make myself a couple hundred thousand bucks. Right. No, you can't. <laughs> Why? Because your expenses are enormous. Gas, diesel fuel, maintenance, storage, insurance. Nobody ever thinks about those things. And you didn't even employee cost. And employee costs and taxes and all the stuff that goes into running a real business. How do you, I, it's amazing you can even make money. You can, but you can't do it on a small level. Right. You either got to go full bore and all I would say is you better have a pretty hefty bank account. To start. To start. So, Me, I was, I was doing, like I said, this was never meant to be a business. And I, like in the beginning of your intro, luck. It was luck. Right. But yeah. your tenacity. And tenacity and grit. Yeah. yeah. So. So how much does one of those big rigs cost? I mean, the equipment that you have. Are we talking? You've seen, you've seen my equipment. I've, I've seen, I've seen you pull out in a big truck with a very long trailer. Okay. What's a big truck cost these days? 70 grand, 80 grand. Yeah. And you need it minimum of a three quarter ton to a ton truck. Because if you're going to be remote and not have a water source, you have to bring your own water. That's right. Okay. You know, I've got a 330 uh, 30 gallon tank. Well. Where do you get all that water? Do you have a place uh, you go and fill it up? Fill it off my house sometimes. Oh, yeah. That's what <laughs> but, you're desperate. Uh, or, or if we're at a commercial place, we'll just fill it up from their water. Okay. You know, we, we just tap into a water bin. But uh, um, very rarely do we ever go anywhere that there isn't a water bin. Okay. So you've got a truck. That's hundred grand. Yep. So then the trailer and then the equipment on it. Probably another... <sighs> If you're going to do it right, probably another $50,000. Okay. And then all the maintenance, because you'd like to think if you bought a machine, it's going to work, but it's going to break down. It's what? going to break down. Is it break down weekly, uh, monthly? Constantly. 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 And you have to stop a job? Sometimes. And that costs you? Yep. And it's raining outside today. Today we had a house job that we couldn't do. So you are got the weather. You got the weather. Wow. You know, uh, we had a house job out in Rosenberg that we were going to do today. Hey, it's not a big job. It was a $450 job, but, uh, you know, you what can't going to do just the surfaces. We're going to do the house or just all the driveway, sidewalk, walkways, curbs, patios, pool decks, resident of the house. See, also we do things a lot differently too than most people. Everybody thinks you're going to go out there and you're going to hire a pressure washing guy. Some big old gorilla. You, if you, if Laura called me up and said, "Hey, Kim, I want you to come out and pressure wash my house," right? You have a preconceived notion of what that means. Yes. Because it says power washing. Well, fine. You get, you know, and and I make it very well known when people call me, and I don't make them. I don't. I don't make light of this. I am not trying to belittle anybody, not so ever. But my, you know, I, I when a new customer calls me, I've never done any work for before. I always tell them, I want to make it very well known. I am not the handyman, the sheetrock guy, the painter, the landscape, the grass cutter guy. Every single one of those guys got a Walmart pressure washer in the back of their truck. Every one of them. Right. Okay. And they all got a little thing on their side that says power washing. Great. So 
you know, everybody's got this preconceived notion that you hire a pressure washing guy and some big old gorilla is going to come out to your home and start beating the ever-loving tar out of it. <laughs> and the problem is when you start working with four, five, 6,000 PSI, you can do a lot of damage. Yes, you can. Very quickly, which now becomes another liability issue. Okay. But if you don't know what the heck you're doing, and most people do not right. that get in this business, they just think, oh, I'm going to go down to Northern Tool and Home Depot and buy a pressure washer and go in there and you know, go out to somebody's house that they've got three, four, five, six thousand million dollars. I mean, I've done a 25,000 square foot house before, but you know, you start going out there and you start busting up their windows and knocking the mortar out of their brick. And then you've got other problems and then you've got a lawsuit facing you because they're going to want you to replace all that. Mm, you got problems. Yeah. So and and training, you got to train your staff not to absolutely correct. A little t- um, just what it. Uh, um, trying to think of the word nuances sure. of the. Oh, there are tricks to every trade. Yeah. And just like this one, there are. So when we pressure wash a structure, and we've done this a hundred percent of the time, and I had to learn this too. I learned it the hard way. You know, I, I, every mistake that could be made, I made. Right. <laughs> Uh, trust me, I've made and I've paid for it dearly. But um, you get out and uh, you start busting up somebody's house. You 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 better have some insurance to cover yourself. Right. And it's just because it's power. I mean, we underestimate. It is. But see, when we pressure wash a house, and if anybody that's listening to this podcast and decide they want us to do that, that's right. fine. But we don't use pressure almost 100% of the time on a structure, a vertical structure of the house. I'm not talking about patios and pool decks and, mm-hmm. and, and, and driveways and things like that, but we use what's called a soft wash approach, a soft wash technique. Um, we use a chemical wash. Hmm. Uh, almost everybody, especially in Southeast Texas here, you've got uh, algae, mildew, right. spiders, mud daubers, all the other kind of garbage. That's what people call us for. Right. Okay. But we get out there and we'll clean that up. But this is a unique area. Houston area is a unique area. Uh, it's hot. It's wet. It's mildewy. You know, fortunately, you, you, you clean somebody's house and they're going to call you back next year. They're going to need you. Maybe right. not next year, but the year after, two years, three years. I so get there a, is reoccurring revenue. Oh, I get a tremendous amount. I That's get a awesome. tremendous amount of repeat business. That's awesome. But you better make sure that you do the job right the first time. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you what's rewarding about having a family business. Okay. All right. So we'll be right back. Today's show was brought to you by Imperial Cold Storage. Commercial walk-in refrigerated and freezer units are available for rent. Perfect for produce, beverages, flowers, perishable items, and more. Search for Imperial Storage Solutions today. Imperial Storage Solutions. Keeping it cool for you. All right. We're back with Kim Mershak with KDS Services. He does power washing, and he said it's not for everyone. So I asked you before the break, I I know that you work with your son. Correct. And you've been in business for a long time. So what are the rewards of being in business for yourself and doing it with your son? Well. I'm sure it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's all roses, right? <laughs> No. Yeah, no. I have a family business. <laughs> no. Well, you have a family business. I have a family business. And I, I guess the thing is, I, I love working with my son. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, he and I butt heads. Yeah. We do. 
Um, well, he's your son. He's my son. He's part of you. And he's 41 years old and he thinks that, you know, dad doesn't know squat, but, yeah. but you know, in, in truth, he, Dave, my, Dave, my son, David, uh, is a fantastic technician. He knows every, every bit of this outside the business. Now, as you can tell, I have a gift for gab. My son is not a gabby person. He, if you want something done, done right, he's the guy to do it. That's good. But I'm the guy that sits on the phone. Yeah. And so if you think that you're going to go into this as a one man band and make a living, you're not. Okay. Uh, you better have somebody there to answer your phones. You better have somebody there to answer questions. That's a, that is because, a uh, people will call you at eight, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning and you're out on a job site and then you come home at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and then you, you call them name. and you missed, you missed it. And they say, Oh, well, we already got somebody else. Right. So, you know, that's, those are another things to think about, but rewarding. I think the thing that's most rewarding is I have freedom. I can come and go as I wish. I have grandsons. I want to go see their baseball games. I want to go to their school functions. Of course, my kids, my, my grandkids are now in, going into high school and things along that order. That'll but, be even more fun. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we can, I, can, I can make my own schedule. And I know you have a boat. I did. Oh, you did have I a boat. I am now out of the boat business. Uh-oh. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a joke in itself, right? Yep. I have <laughs> owned many boats, which I stored here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, but you I'm getting like older. To, but it tells me you like to play. I do. You know, you like to have fun with the family. I do. I and I know Kim can always recommend a good restaurant. I can. Yes, you can. Uh, Mike's Seafood is my favorite thing. Mike's Seafood me. over on Highway 6 yes. is outstanding. Yeah, that's my, your best my, my go-to go places are Mike's Seafood. If you're around this area, Elbita's right around the corner like over here Elbita's. is outstanding. It's a little right. mom and pop shop, which I will, always, yep. I will always put my money uh, to the mom and pop shop. Yep. Uh, right next to Mike's is a place called uh, Los Perez. They are outstanding. And if another place that I go to is Baytown Seafood. That's uh, in Richmond. That's in Richmond, just before you go over okay. the bridge. And I think they were flooded during the... No, they never did get flooded, but Seriously. they did have a car go through there. Oh, <laughs> somebody, really? Somebody came over the bridge and, and drove a car into their restaurant, but... Uh, oh, my goodness. Maybe that's why they had their those are. I, I spend way too much money eating out. <laughs> well, um, so if anybody would like to have you come... Um, soft wash or pressure wash their home Correct. or business, yes. how would they reach you? Well, almost everybody calls me. I advertise in little, little, uh, area magazines, but unfortunately some of them are actually going out of business. I'm starting, uh, I've got a, another friend of mine that has a, a printing operation. So we're printing up cards that we do send out for specific subdivisions. Right. But I guess the main thing is, is, is call me. I do have a website, which I, what's your phone number? My phone number is two, eight, one, two, seven, seven, four, zero, one, three. That is my home number. I work out of my home. Uh, this is small business. This is small business. (laughs) Yep. And I'll have that in the show notes in case you're listening and you didn't uh, get a chance to write it down. Um, so what's next for you? You're, you said you're 60. I'm 65. So you're, you could still stay at home and answer the phone. So you're in this for a while. Longer, that is right? actually exactly what I intend to do. I'm not the kickback and relaxing kind of guy. Right. I've got to get out of bed in the morning. I've got to do something. Everybody asks me, well, what are you going to do? You're going to retire. Why don't you just turn it all over to your son? I could. 
I don't want to, but I am the guy that goes and does Laura's podcast. I am the guy <laughs> that uh, that answers the phone. I am the guy that makes sure we have all the supplies and the soaps and the and and uh, the chlorinated products. And oh, that's another thing we never did talk about. Yeah, I didn't even costs think alone about that. Costs alone. Uh, we were talking about gasoline, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Whoever. I don't know if you. Know, I'm going to get political here, but. You know, inflation's killing us. Uh, the uh, uh, we use liquid chlorine, okay, which is the same stuff people put in their swimming pools. Okay, uh, you need it. You've got to kill off this. This is a biological growth that we're working with. Right. It used to cost me, and I buy it by the pallet load. Uh, four hundred. It used to be four hundred eighty-five bucks to buy a pallet load. Okay. It's now almost a thousand. <gasps> oh my goodness! You know, is that the same bleach I use in my laundry? Because I think bleach has gone up too. It is. It is. Yes, but you're running at a six percent. We run at twelve and a half. Okay. And you can cut it, right. but the thing is, people don't think about that. You walk into you walk into a pool supply place or whatever, and you want to buy a pallet load. First of all, you got to be able to get it. Right. Supply chain issues are a problem right now. So. Uh, well, and I'm and I get this all the time. Well, I'm a small I'm a small business. You know, can you cut me a break? Yep. And it's when you've got expenses like that, that you haven't planned for. Nope. And you got to raise your prices and you know, nobody wants you to raise your prices Yeah. and they're going to say, well, I'm going to just have to go somewhere else. So you got to, it's a very, very, very fine line. You got to watch every penny. Yeah. And if you're a small guy, just starting out, it's, I don't know how you get, I don't know how you'd make it today. Yeah. You know, we have enough volume. The old, there's the old adage, volume cures all evils. Hmm. But you better have that volume. Yeah. You know, if I if I was just making residential jobs, doing residential jobs, I couldn't run my operation the way this is. Okay, that's ours good is, to know. Ours is commercial. Right. Probably 70% of our business is commercial, 30% is residential. Okay. But if you think you're going to go out there and just clean a house or two once, uh, you know, one or two houses a month. Yeah. Forget it. You're not going to do it. Well, I know, um, I... I very often I'll go to a store and I'll see now that I'm a business owner and a property owner, mm-hmm. I see the gum on the floor right? and it bugs me. And I'm, I, now I know I'm going to have to give them your number. Yeah. Say you need to get this taken yeah. care no, of. Well, gracious. We get a tremendous amount of referral business, Yeah, but that's only good once. Yeah. You got to so keep the business. You, if you're going to keep your customers, you better be able to, you know, come back over and over and over again, they, they're going to know. It's kind of like walking into McDonald's. You know you darn well if you buy a McDonald's hamburger, no matter where you go, you're going to get the same McDonald's hamburger. Right. They know when they call me back, they're going to get a good quality job. And uh, there, there are some people out here that just do really crappy work. Right. Um, again, they think it's a fast, easy buck, but it's not. No. Well, I, uh, I didn't know the difference, so I'm really glad I interviewed you because I can tell that um, well, obviously if I'm trying to save a buck, it may cost me as well because they may use the equipment wrong and damage things mm-hmm. or, um, it's not going to be dependable. Well, first of all, okay. So let's take your building here. Okay. Imperial storage. You just spent, I don't know how many gazillion dollars to build this place. You know, I've, I've been with you guys for 15 years or more, whatever, however right. long you've been here. And, um, for example, you want to have, you've spent a lot of money to put this beautiful building up and you've got other businesses that come and go. You've got a sidewalk, you've got parking spaces. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I'll tell you, one of the things nobody ever thinks about, you know, I do a lot of business with banks, uh, restaurants, uh, things along that order. Well, the adjacent parking spaces. Well, what happens when you have a guy with a big old, old truck that comes in there and it leaks oil all over the place and you got nasty, crappy looking, it looks horrible. But the problem that most people don't ever think about is the liability issue. I've had two of my big customers, a bank and a restaurant, and they have had slip and falls where the little old lady gets out of her car. Oh my goodness. And she hits her, her, her high heel shoe on a wet, nasty oil stain in the parking lot, slips, falls, smacks her head into the concrete, and either in one case killed her or Is that for real? That's for real. Oh, that's awful. That was a multi, multi, multi million dollar lawsuit. So how much did it cost to clean it up? Right. You know, and, and I, I'm not trying to put the fear of God into anybody. I mean, these are just real <laughs> things, but the same things with, with, uh, uh, people coming in and they're spitting their gum on the sidewalk and they spill their car, co- uh, their, their coffee, throwing it into the, uh, the, the, the trash receptacle and things along that, or it looks garbage. It looks like garbage. Right. And, uh, but twice, twice in my career, we've had slip and falls where people have broken, broken bones, hit their heads, things along that order. And nobody, but from a business standpoint, from your standpoint, you've got a relatively small business here. It looks great now. Right. But what's it going to look like in two or three years? Yeah. So most of the people I do, as I set them up on a quarterly or a, well, monthly in, and depending upon the volume, mm-hmm. monthly, bi-monthly or quarterly. If you're not going to do an, uh, this kind of service on a quarter, less than quarterly, it's not worthwhile doing it. Okay. Not from my standpoint. But those are things that people don't ever think about. Right. You know, they just think, oh my gosh, I, you know, we, we don't, we don't worry about it. Uh, you know. Well, from a small business owner uh, perspective, that's, there's so much to think of. There's so much to think of. Nobody ever does. Yeah. You know, but and, got, and it's, and it's, you. and it's the same thing with, yeah, well, it's the same thing with my sister. I've got, a, I've, I carry liability insurance. Yeah. I can't even walk on property as a business unless I've got well, a certificate, certificate of insurance. It's just really smart. Now, last week I interviewed a, uh, Insurance agent. Do you know your insurance agent's name? Yep. Okay, good. He said, then you've got a relationship with oh, your Oh, I agent. love her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I love her. Well, we need to wrap up. And I want to thank you so much, Kim, for stopping by and let people know again your number where they can reach you. My home number and also my office number because I've got a nice, nice built-in office at home. But it's 281-277-4013. And your business name is KDS Services. Yep, it stands for Kim, David, and Sharon. Kim, me, David, my son, Sharon, my wife, because I swore to God, if I ever had a male child, I would never do to him what was done to me, and there is no way you can screw up David. (laughs) That's true. I'm serious. That's exactly right. I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and with a name like Kim, it's not like it is today. You want to talk about getting teased? Yeah. I got teased. I bet. Well, I'm not going to tease you. No. All right. Well, we'll go to lunch soon, too. So yes. Good. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, tune in next week to hear our next guest. Y'all have a good day. Thank you very much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Small Business Insights. Make sure you visit our website at fisherpodcast.com where you can follow the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or simply share it with a friend. That would help us out too. 
Make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. Until then, you better be up to something.